Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. <laughs> I didn't even remember my line. Rhino is on assignment tonight, so I've been practicing and clearly I failed. But well, that's that's a little that's not a bush like tan. It is not a bush like yeah. tan. This is from the great EBC and Brookings, and we'll get to we'll get to the the beer of the podcast here in a bit. But hey, this is like this is two weeks in a row. This is almost a trend after the hiatus. Well, well, we have sports back. So. We do. Are, are we recording? Let's yes, just start we are. There. We are rolling. The microphones are working. Uh, yep. But yeah, well, we're ready to go. We have we have to check with that. Well, we all know. The big thing that we wanted to talk about from the over the weekend, of course, was the fact that Mario Lopez is going to star in a Lifetime commercial <laughs> sponsored by KFC. So is he the young, young uh, KFC guy? I can't Colonel, Colonel Sanders. Colonel yeah, Sanders. So is he, he the young he Colonel Sanders? I caught a little bit of Seductive Colonel Sanders. A seductive. Colonel I guess Sanders. so. It is. It is a recipe for seduction. A Lifetime commercial, essentially. It's apparently a fifteen minute. We we happen to admit, Rhino and I happened to catch the commercial for this at Shenanigans on Monday, and it's a lifetime wow. movie. Well, it's a short. It's a short. Okay. So yes, so it's like a movie. Something but, that would but normally not, happen. It's not an hour and a half. YouTube. Okay. So a lifetime, extra long infomercial with Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. As Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. I. Does it make the chicken better? I. <laughs> Finger, finger looking good was it a, is finger apparently looking good. all the jokes so that one's too easy but is it the the what do they have five five spices 11 like, herbs and spices. 11 herbs and spices 11, yes 11 that's why they herbs and spices. follow five of the spice girls and some <laughs> herbs and well apparently it's for women who love men who love chicken women who love men who love broasted chicken is is that considered broasted at Kentucky KFC I mean, it's not as good as Pizza Ranch broasted chicken, right? But I don't know. It's broasted chicken, isn't it, or was it deep fat fried? Well, I don't know. Well, I was about to ask what the difference is. This, this really, this has got a whole <laughs> thing of soup and chili going on here. I really feel what, like what dude, is the difference between broasted and deep yeah. fat fried? I don't know. I don't know. I've never worked at a Pizza Ranch or a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I haven't either, but we've come on to something here. So, so hopefully when, some people can let us yeah, know. Every, we, we had the great soup chili debate of uh, last season. Of, yeah, last year, yeah. Is, is broasted fried? And is fried broasted? I, I think it's how they cook them. I think it is different. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, though. Well, certainly. Things that were on fire was the SDSU men's and women's basketball team here. You at least of the last weekend... Started out, men win over Bradley. As bad a shooting as they were here at the Pentagon in the last game, picked it up to get that win over Iowa State, and then just came out and beat a very good Bradley team who's picked to finish pretty high in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, so start off with Iowa State. Um, I don't know how good or bad. I have a few few uh, high school buddies that all went to Iowa State, so I'll give a shout-out to uh, those guys because I was giving them trash, talking trash to them about that game, especially when we were up by a lot. Uh, got a little closer than what we needed it to, um, but they said that's not a very good Iowa State team. And my response was, well, they're still playing the Big 12, right? Like yep, you're, yep. you're still pa- Power five. Yep, they're still Hilton Magic, Big 12, you're still Iowa State. You're a perennial 
good basketball team and uh, whatever. And I think their head coach is a pretty good coach. So whatever you brought to the court was still going to be something that if we did not play a good basketball game, was not we would not win that game. So, um, boy, that was that was a week ago already, wasn't it? How long ago was that when they played that game? Well, that meant that was all all the way back last Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Because then they moved on to uh, Bradley. Bra- Bradley, that. yeah. So I'm trying to think. So just pulling up the stats of that game, if I have them here. Noah Friedel had another fantastic game uh, that night. I think Baylor Shireman also had a pretty good game. Um, again, too many turnovers. I think we had 14, 15 turnovers. I'd like to see that be a lot less. Um yeah, Doug, Doug Wilson had 16 points. Friedel again, 23. Shireman, 18. They're like, they're like the big three. Arians always comes in and gets his points. The great thing about Alex Arians is he's an 84% free throw shooter. So when you get a game down at the end, like you know Arians is, is going to put, uh, put those free throws in the bucket, which is huge. But, again, that game, the, the consistent theme that we're seeing is 18 turnovers that game. Um, we score a lot of points. Also give up a give up a number of points. But um, yeah, overall it was, it was a good game. Our big three scored their points. Um, it'd be nice to see a little bit more production off the bench, uh, but we did get some of that in the Bradley Bradley game as well. But yeah, Iowa State big win, um, and we'll see. We'll keep our eye on Iowa State. Hopefully they can keep winning in the Big 12. But the Bradley game was really um, where I, I feel you, you you know, they're a G5. They're a Missouri Valley Conference team, right, Bradley? Yeah. 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 Um, so that was a that was another good win. They're, they were talking, them having a few, that they could go on a NCAA Turner tournament run if we get that far. Well, Bra- absolutely. I mean, Bradley's won the Missouri Valley the last two years, picked finished third this year. But, I mean, again, you're talking with your UNIs and – those other good teams in the Missouri Valley, but yeah, they shot sixty-one percent at Bradley. I hopefully you win a lot of games when you shoot sixty-one <laughs> percent. Well, you knew it was going to be a good night um, when good old Noah Friedel is really a little bit out of control. Felt like he probably should have got fouled. Throws it up about as high off that backboard as one can throw it from underneath a hoop and. Did that make Sports Center? I didn't see it. I don't certainly, watch Sports Center. It, it should have been up there. Certain quality of that. Yeah. Did it even touch the backboard? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a little English on that okay. thing. He kicked off the backboard, dropped through the bucket. I mean, obviously. So <laughs> I think we did talk about this. Like when he threw it up. Like yeah, there's a hope and a prayer, and you know, super lucky. But there was also talent there because the ability for him to actually get that ball up. Onto the onto the glass and give him a give himself a chance for that ball to go in, like there's there is talent there. I mean, they will probably work on that. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's not the shot you want every time, but yeah, clearly. (laughs) But sometimes that's the shot that that you get. But yeah, when that game, Friedel went for. I mean, he went for 24, played 31 minutes, uh, did not start the game. Which uh, not sure what happened there. There was a hiccup. A hiccup, yeah. Yep. Hendo said there was a hiccup. Um, again, that game was a little bit closer than you know, kind of needed to. What I really liked out of that game is how well Doug Wilson played um, against the seven foot one guy. Uh, held his own, you know. That you know, Doug's six eight, six nine, right? So 
really kind of held his own, still scored. Uh, you know, he only had 13 points, but against, you know, a bigger guy than him, uh, to not get in foul trouble, not really have a whole lot of issues. I, I thought he had had a good game. There was some times maybe it looked like he was forcing it. I was going to say, it looked like he was pressing. A few times you could tell he was going to the rim. It, that's that was It had a very NBA feel. They looked spread out. Doug's yep. going to the rim yep. one way or another, whether it's open or not. But Yeah. The, again, that game a little bit better, only 13 turnovers. But I don't know if we could keep our turnovers under 10. I think that would be that would be good. Uh, and I I would assume Hendo would agree with us if we can get Hendo to come back on the pod. Uh, I would I would assume well, he would agree. Well, that would be agree. an odd one to disagree with, <laughs> Philip. I don't know that. You know what, Philip? We we thrive on turnovers. Well, you know, it's, but uh, <laughs> some teams, you know, you when you watch the Hawkeyes or some of these teams that, yeah, we know we're going to score 80 to 90 points. We're going to get up and down the court. Yeah, we're going to get a lot more possession so we can live with a few more turnovers where that maybe is kind of where where I maybe 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 he is okay with well if we have 12 turnovers that's okay for as as much as we go up and down. I don't know on how high we score. I would assume he agrees though that he would prefer not to have think that so. many turnovers. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You know, once in a while you're going to have to hit a drive out of bounds because you're hitting it 300 and some yards. Yeah, because we're going to crank on it, right? That's right. Once in a while, one gets away. <laughs> but I yeah, s- I see your analogy. Yeah, yeah. Bowie shots at yeah, 65% from three-point, right at 50% or 49% uh, overall. Um, free throw, 76%. That's huge, shooting 76% now. It, you know, again, it, it, there's always room for improvement. But um, out-rebounded. I think we out-rebounded. No, we did not out-rebound them. They out-rebounded us by six, but... That's okay. Well, interesting enough, staying on the, the on the men's side, we have the conference non-conference continues. Yeah, starting on Thurs- Thursday tomorrow. night. Tomorrow, Thursday you night. Bet. Tomorrow well, it depends when you're listening. Thursday night That's at right. the Sanford Pentagon, the men open up with uh, NDSU. Yeah, um, NDSU has uh, a little bit surprising. They've they've played some close games. They played. Uh, Kansas, incredibly close, lost by four to Kansas. Did play Creighton. That was the one we uh, we had chatted a little bit about, but couldn't didn't know the score. But they played Creighton close, lost by eleven. But um, they again are a defensive juggernaut and an offensive bore. The Bison. Yes, yes. Um, hold their team. You know they score fifty six points a game because they play at a snail's pace. Um, and they give up 68 points a game, whereas we score 74 points a game because we're actually fun to watch, um, but also give up 72 points a game. Now, we did give up a lot to, you know, uh, St. Mary's in that game. but Well, you throw the St. Mary's game out, but this, this is going to be a little different change of pace when you think about the teams that SCSU's played. Now we're getting an early look at the conference. I don't know how you think about that in terms of had no non will not have a non conference home game, so this is this is getting down to it, and now yeah. you get this early look at your conference foes that yep. you may see up to four times this year, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Yeah, that's yeah yeah that <laughs> that's what I you know I feel like we are the best team in the league, but when you play USD UND and NDSU three times before the Summit League tournament, like. People say it's hard to beat the same team three times if if you go three and zero against them going into the Summit League tournaments. 
boy, it's really, really hard to beat somebody. Matter, it know, shouldn't. You're right. But prior performance should not always dictate future performance. But <laughs> are you trying to sell me stocks <laughs> now or right. what? <laughs> but it should be good. I mean, I mean, that should be another fun tournament. Again, the the more games we uh, get played, and that's three more this weekend. Um, already had three in the uh, the the uh, bad boys. Bad Mower, Boy Moors, yeah. Classic, mm-hmm. six. Yeah, I mean, you get, get eight games in, you're closer to that that 13, you know. And, like, Duke Duke did play the other night, but I think that was only their second game of the year. Like, some of these teams have been struggling to get games in. So if we can if we can get to that eight, well, you only need five more. And the way things set up, you know, kids aren't on campus, you know, hopefully you can get – get through it well no fans so hopefully everybody will be tuning into the cu mortgage direct that yes yeah, cu mortgage dakota direct classic. dakota classic yeah it's that's yeah, exciting we're we're very happy that cu mortgage direct was able to to jump on board with the the pentagon out there and get this little tournament set up and um i don't know is it do you consider it a tournament or do, I mean, it's I, a round I robin thing is there, is there a trophy at the end maybe t-shirts T-shirts, maybe medals. You, you, maybe, put, you put your maybe, logo on the wall. No, the, the Pentagon does hand out individual trophies at AAU tournaments. So maybe, maybe they all get a their own little little trophy. Well, I, I certainly hope so. But no, I would not call this a tournament, considering you know who you're going to play for the three days. Still, you play a round robin tournament. Top team wins. No, well, then that that's what it is. Yeah, somebody's gonna go. Yeah. We're just going to win all three. We're going to go three now. I certainly hope so. Uh, looking forward to watching that. Also looking forward to, well, no fans like I mentioned, but where there are fans is up at Frost Arena, and we're going to get yes. to talking about SDSU women's basketball. But the nice thing about having fans up at Frost Arena is the byproduct of being able to stop at EBC Brewery. There we go. On the way out of town for a victory beer. What you what'd you bring, bring so for us? I, I muled back... Uh, this is this is a wheat. It's called the Bad Wolf. All right, so it it should be a little bit similar to like a Boulevard or uh, uh, Blue Moon. If it's a wheat beer, well, maybe yes, I would. Let's do it. It's, it's not the same color. I'm gonna let you get started. No, it looks there. like a yeah. looks like some. You only wanted me to do that because you thought I might spill. <laughs> well, <laughs> well played. <laughs> And I like how you put it really close to the equipment. Yeah, and I appreciate the fact, Eric. Uh, we're in the uh, we're in the new studio um, this week, and uh, Eric brought down some whoop whoop whoop. Uh, I had, a, I had wolf, a drink. I had to drink a little the, bit quicker than expected, was, as uh, that was a poor pour. The wolf was bad to you, um, but uh, but yeah, we got some red solo cups. Makes me feel like I'm back in college. My my first drink was mostly foam because I'm apparently I'm terrible at pouring a beer. What are your first it, thoughts? It, it wasn't. You're pouring? No, you're right. It wasn't great. <laughs> no, no, the drink. Oh well, I, I mean, I had a bad wolf, so oh, clearly the, I would not bring something down here that I didn't. <laughs> so you pre-taste did, tested did, before you brought it. Was decent. See, when I brought that, when I bought, I had pre-taste tested that. Yeah, never mind. I was gonna say when I normally buy them, I just, I'm gonna pick out a beer. I'll remember to bring a surprise at some point, but I like it. It's good. I'm kind of the the color is a little different. I mean, it's got a like a red or raspberry color, right? But it's a wheat beer. Yep. That's huh. Five point two percent. 
So with all things EBC, their beers go pretty fast. So yeah, if you're going to get a Bad Wolf, get down there to EBC and yep. get yourself a Bad yep. Wolf. And they are open. Oh, absolutely. And selling beers. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. get down to EBC. Downtown Brookings? Downtown Brookings. They also have a they also you can get you can get a three way if you go in there. Just walk in, ask for it. <laughs> uh, okay. What what it is a part what is a part of the three way? Well they're I've, really I've good. Kind of been some, of their, off. some of their beers are good at being mixed. So you can take three different beers and put it together. And put them together. Sometimes two beers go really well together. And then the third one does not. Well, Apparently this third one, I never tried that one because they won't actually can. Well, I don't oh. think that they will, but if you go in there and ask them for a three-way. I'm not going to end up having you, to you watch know, Three's Company is what you're telling me. No. <laughs> watch plenty of Three's Company up at SDSU, but never walked into a bar and said, can I get a three-way? Well, <laughs> you walked out of a few. <laughs> nope. No, nope. not that either. Oh, that's a lot of three-way talk. Well, the, the women's team playing very well. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just going to write to the Gonzaga game, taking on number 18 Gonzaga on Sunday. You're going to have to tell us about it because you were there well, and the rest of us can not watch it. This. Right? It's in my top five of games that I've seen Ooh. at Frost Arena. Ooh, and we've seen a lot of really good games at Frost Arena. You know, we have. And to, to the fact that some Top of five, them, hold on. Top five women's games or just, overall, just overall top five overall, games? Overall basketball games. Okay. Because one... Some of the ones that stand out the most were, one was the loss to Northern. It was a loss, but it was still one heck of a basketball game in 1998. Sure. And now you have this one. I haven't really decided. Everything else feels like a tie, because when you start thinking about basketball games, then the other ones is an Aura shot, but that's Summit League. Yeah, that's not in Frost. Right. You get a lot of those, you know. I'm saying. Stacey Sizek down in, in St. Joe. Again, go to the national yeah, championship. Big game, but big game, not, in not, Frost. not in Frost. This was in Frost it, Arena. This was up there. So you're okay. Because like some of the games I think about up in Frost is uh like that two thousand and two, two thousand three with uh Austin Hansen, Derek Schantz, um, Stabner, those guys uh playing USD and what's old Fiddlestick's name? Uh, that little guard. Yep, the guy you love to hate. Uh, yes, M- Mueller. Yeah, and, Josh Mueller. And, and, yeah, uh, those were those were fantastic they games. Were, the atmosphere was completely I different. Can't, I can't even. They were a lot of fun. That's the type when you were standing outside, you know, at whatever three two thirty three o'clock, so that we could be in the lower rows of the student section, and I remember them as being fun, and but. They don't quite stand out as much as, you know, a couple of them. Well, it might be and, with and they how fun. much we had to drink well, beforehand, too. You know, that's kind of but anyway, so what, what put this in the top? Like, I didn't get to watch it. I kind of well, kept my eye on it. Just the competitiveness of it, what you, who you were playing. You know, you know the, the Baylor game a year ago, yeah. they, were, they were right there with those. I mean, the women have had a lot of great competition come into Brookings and played really well in front of the, you know with that competition. You you had a lot going on. You had uh, Maya Sellen picks up kind of a, an earlier second foul. Yeah, and they and was they in play, a little foul trouble. Yeah, yeah, and she has to sit down in the second quarter, and it felt like it was early in the second quarter. I don't have all this in front of me, but it, you know they hung in there that I, nobody got any farther ahead than six, if I have, if I remember right. Yeah. And you had big shots. You had big you you had 
three-point shots absolutely when you needed them. You had people who would take over at the end, Maya Sellen taking over, going to the hoop. She, she really did. open players. Yeah. She, you know, she kind of took that game over at the end, and just the way it all played out. I also learned that uh, I do not know how to coach basketball whatsoever because everything that I tried to predict, I got wrong. <laughs> As in? 33 seconds left on the clock. 30 seconds on the shot clock. SDSU has the ball down one. Okay. I say to the person sitting next to me, well, you win it here, or it was a great game. Unfortunately, came up on the short end. Sure. Meaning one shot. Yeah. No. Selling cans the three. 28, 27 seconds left on the clock, to which they Gonzaga goes down and ties the game and puts us in overtime, yep. but I got that one completely wrong. Well, yeah, you're going for a two-for-one. you got to score. You've got to score quick to you see. You uh, go two-for-one. <laughs> I, I, hear I, I hear that in the NBA all the time. Uh, she's open. you got to take the shot. What I'm wondering is, uh, is Tywee Irwin, who has now been coming off the bench, if uh, if that's working, she's she's got to be looking at sixth player of the year in the Summit League, obviously. I mean, she, is, she has had two fantastic games coming off she the bench. She was having herself a game, too, early on. Uh, more minutes out of uh, Maddie Vlashen on a Lennox. Uh, yeah, she played 19 minutes, yep. She uh, She had some great looks, and, you know, I know close doesn't count, but just once the ball was down and out, you start getting her to knock down a couple of those threes coming off the bench. I mean, the depth just keeps going. I, I was just really impressed with how, and clearly everybody knows the ending. Yeah. Lindsay, so. Lindsay Tunick from the corner. Boom. And that is a great pass by Maya Selland. Um, it, so there's two ways to look at it, right? Like, Haley Greer, you know, knocks down the shot, right? It was Greer, or is it Tunic? It was Lindsay Tunic. Lindsay Tunic. Okay, so she knocks down the shot, which is awesome because that was the right play. Maya made the exact, you know, perfect play. That was a wide open shot. But if she misses it, then you know Maya runs the risk of why would you pass it out there? You're the best player in the team. You need to put that up in the basket. You know, like the the LeBron James type attitude. Of, well, it, it had the feel of. It was all set up for that, though, because Maya Sellen had taken the ball down that side of the lane roughly yeah. three of the last five possessions. That was the play. Sellen from the top of the key, dribble drive. Everybody collapses on her. You kick it out to Lindsay for a wide-open three that, from what I hear, that's that's her shot. If that's that, her that's spot, one you have confidence on, yeah. in her, get her the ball. And she was wide open. So, so now... Looking, looking at common opponents, um, SDSU's women play Kansas State yet, Northern Iowa, Drake. So they got a little in Missouri State. So they got a little bit of time, Montana State, Northern Iowa. So they got a little bit of time before they get into any sort of Summit League basketball games. Um, well, they still, I mean, their non-conference schedule is a thing of, I mean, you roll through that with even – couple losses <laughs> you've done really well missouri state which was ranked 20th they're, in the ap is still 21st sitting, yep is still sitting there yep yep that's uh that's in about two weeks kansas yeah. state on thursday night which again you're still dealing with a big 12 team yeah and that's on uh, the big 12 espn plus yep. you can watch that so a lot of their a lot of their games coming up are on either espn plus or espn three so that's nice. You got a Northern Iowa. Yep, Drake. Um, we get Northern Iowa twice at there, and then back at home on the twenty yep. third. And then uh, Missouri State and Montana State in between. 
So, yeah, they have a real, real nice schedule coming up. But what I was going to say is common opponents, uh, as you start uh, maybe looking at how we stack up to USD, USD play Gonzaga in the, uh, in the Pentagon for their Bad Boys more Classic. I, I, I think it was that. Um, and lost by six. We beat them at home. Therefore, we should beat a USD. Mm. So I'm piecing You're it together. A, B, C. <laughs> if A is better than I'm, B. I'm t- yeah. Yeah. A is better than C. If A, correct. I did see on Twitter somebody said, oh, at least SDSU, you know, USD could be Gonzaga if they would have been at home. Well, there's no fans anyway, so what does it matter other than you got to sleep in your own bed? Well, and they played them at the Pentagon, a neutral court. Uh, USD was running away from that, so I really don't know what that third quarter looked like. All I know is that at halftime, USD had Gonzaga buried. Yeah. So, yeah. Clear, clearly... That's why we play four quarters. Well, right. So, but clearly, USD can run with Gonzaga just as well. I, I would not want to take that away from them. Well, they played them well. Yep. But but just not good enough. Just not good enough. <laughs> Sometimes good is just not good enough, Eric. And when USD played well, Gonzaga, it, it just was not good enough. Very when they played SDSU, it was good enough. It reminds me of this podcast for the most part. <laughs> should, we, should we call this one just not good enough? Just not good enough. is. Uh, but you know what is good enough is this beer from uh, EBC. And uh, like I said, we're not sponsored by them. If they would like to sponsor us, we would take it. And by that, I mean just give us a beer to drink. Um, well, but, yeah, it can be the, the surprise beer. Try the Bad, Bo- Bad Wolf. Yeah. Just put the label on, label it podcast, and say, there you go. Tell us what you think. Yep. No idea till it's open. That would be that would Speaking be of no idea, just moving forward into me. Fo- football. Me in general. Any, uh, do you have any views on the uh, Big Ten championship game? You're a Big Ten guy. Did, uh, did Ohio State, did they say they can play yes. in it now? Ohio they did State today. will play Northwest. That is so, a done deal. Ohio State will play so here's my, in the Big Ten. So here's my thoughts on it. One, uh, the Big Ten has kicked itself in the ass plenty of times already this year. If you don't let Ohio State go play in that championship game, because, like, Indiana, just shoo-shoo, Indiana. Uh, we know that you have a very good team this year and should get to play in that because of the rules that we established uh, when the season started. But then we assumed Ohio State would play enough games or we wouldn't have had anybody play enough games. But now the Big Ten saying, well, in order for Ohio State to probably play in the college football playoffs, we need to get them a couple more wins or at least a couple more games so that way we can get more of that exposure. Honestly, if they didn't play in it, and if I'm the college football playoffs, i tell the Big Ten to go pound sand. Like, you tried to sabotage us in the beginning, you, we're going to sabotage you at the end. Go pound sand. You're not – like, we know Ohio State might be the best team in the nation, but you guys screwed up, didn't give yourselves any leeway. So, so yes, is the Big Ten probably making the right decision for themselves and being selfish and probably screwing over Indiana? Absolutely. But in the long run, they're going to get Ohio State into the college football playoffs, which allows them to get more, I don't know, advertising press for the Big Ten. I don't know. Well, I knew you'd have a hot take. That's why I brought it I, up. I just, yeah. like, like the Big Ten, 
I don't know. They're like a four-year-old. Like we don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna make a plan, and then we're gonna change the plan. Like right, like in July, we're not gonna play any any conference or non-conference games, and then and then we're gonna kick back the season, and then we're not gonna play the season because we think everybody else is gonna follow us, and we're gonna be these leaders. And then you get the middle finger from the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve, and then you go, oh, I guess maybe we will play, and then give our teams eight weeks to get in eight games, which is never gonna be possible. You didn't give yourself any leeway because you guys are a bunch of morons and and now you have a team that is obviously very good but you have another one in indiana who's having a tremendous season but lost to ohio state but ohio state can't get enough games in because of covid and because all their protocols around covid that they made just obnoxious and then suddenly oh we want ohio state to be able to play in the college football playoffs so we're going to change our rules on ourselves again so that way we can get our best team into the spotlight Screw you, <laughs> and, and I'm a, and I'm, a Iowa, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye fan as well. But um, the Big Ten has has pl- the only conference that did a worse job is probably the Pac-12. But they're just not very good at football this year anyway, so right. they're irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But like the Big Ten, you looked at the teams and you knew Ohio State was going to be good enough. Well, then give them a chance and just like when you like stick to your original plan. We're not going to play any non-conference games and do it like. Give give kudos to to BYU who had their game can, canceled. Coast Carolina had their game canceled, and BYU made one phone call and said, "We need to play. We want to play. We'll come to you guys." They set it up in two days. You can't, and it takes sometimes like three years. And I heard this rant somewhere else, and I'm sure. I mean, it's not original, but it takes these other ads three years to get things set up to schedule a game. Like, are you kidding me? If you can't figure out in a half hour, then you everybody just just get out because then it's just a bunch of politics and pandering yeah yeah okay that's that's my rant <laughs> the bad wolf got to you yeah but well, well i'll put you in a better mood you got basketball thursday friday saturday you probably got some youth events to go take care of. you got basketball ranging we, from every we do we don't know when we play this weekend yet but i but sam does have some basketball so i got a lot of basketball happening this weekend that's pretty excited great. We'll get together next week. Hopefully, cover three men's wins here in the. Yeah, in hopefully, add a few more men's wins. Yeah. We'll hopefully get Rhino back, so then we don't have to name this not as good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just okay is not okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he's got a lot of got a lot going on. So. Uh, That's why we have him on assignment. That's why he's, he's on assignment. With, with more material and save this whole operation. Let's hope. Or. It won't make it worse. Or, or we're all going down <laughs> with the ship. But we appreciate everybody listening. Um, you, you bet. Yeah, you, and we got signing day coming up here. Is that next week already? I don't I know. I got they, it wrong on the last time we got I think together, they got so. it locked in. Oh, Chloe I, Lamb. I was, I was Chloe Lamb in. still does play at USD, I was told. Uh, but I did preface that by saying I really don't care that much about USD's basketball roster. But yeah. Well, we can't afford a research department here. This doesn't work out. We don't get a we don't get a press pack. <laughs> we, we we don't know what we're gonna say during the podcast. We have to research it after the fact and then you know correct our mistakes. That's right. Such well, is life. Well, we have turnovers too. That's right. And based on that, hey, go big, go blue, go Jacks.